Welcome to the Zenov podcast. You are listening to our business resilience series where we bring to you conversations with eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that helps them navigate through journeys of crisis resilience and growth. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Zenov podcast. I'm your host Nitika Goel and the focus of this series is on business resilience. These are difficult times, uncertain times. We however as people are resilient. We are resourceful. It is this resilience that we see in leaders and businesses that we've had the privilege to work with across the years. It is this resilience that we hope to capture at least in part through these conversations with the hope that it helps you in your personal and professional journeys. With this context, I would like to introduce you to our guest for today. Sivram is a friend and the head of Zinov Zones practice. Sivram has been at the forefront of the research we have been doing on the pandemic and is elbow deep in data that will help him share a nuanced perspective on what is happening as a function of covid across industries and in this particular podcast more specifically on the automotive sector. Welcome Sivram. Thank you Nitika, happy to be part of this discussion. So Sivram diving right in The automotive industry enjoyed its longest bull period from 2010 to early 2019. While the situation did start tapering off, the current situation has definitely exacerbated the problem for the auto industry. Things like production stoppages, supply chain disruptions, and a possible fall in demand as consumers look to cut their discretionary spend is obviously on the table. What do you think that top executives of these car makers need to be thinking about at this point in time? So I'll begin with the chronology of worries that have uh, troubled car makers so far. Uh, initially, when the outbreak began, the focus was around supply chain disruption. Uh, it's, it's obvious given uh, China has a large supply of auto parts across the world. Now, as the virus spread to more uh, developed economies uh, across US and Europe, production stoppages added to the list of worries that car makers have. Uh, however, if you look at it currently, the single biggest worry is around vaporization of demand. Now, this pandemic has accelerated a drop in demand uh, as consumers look to cut down on spending. Uh, people are going to be hesitant to invest in uh, big ticket items uh, even in the immediate period following recovery it is going to take some time before they start loosening their wallets again tier ones are equally impacted as well uh, they've revised guidance values and they've also adopted cost optimization measures uh, even in regions that are operational now they're not running at maximum capacity they're still awaiting orders from oems so top executives across the globe are looking at planned cuts in production volumes uh, and cost optimization initiatives as well Now these include layoffs and furloughs. To summarize, planning for future demand is what is going to give sleepless nights for these executives. Those are very interesting points that you made, Sivram. And taking that same thought process ahead on demand, one of the key drivers of demand are companies in the ride-sharing space. Ridership across these firms, such as Uber, Lyft, etc., have dropped significantly as a consequence of the lockdown's health and safety concerns. Data also shows that the market valuation of these ride-sharing firms has fallen, and it's largely attributable to the shifting behavior of consumers. How do you foresee the recovery of these firms and that impact that it will have on demand? Absolutely, Nitika. I think the hardest hit has definitely been the sharing or the ride-as-a-service economy. Uh, if you look at Uber and Lyft, uh, they've lost upwards of 60% market value uh, ever since this all began. This is thanks to uh, continued lockdowns and a fear of using shared transport as well. 
uh, really don't think ride sharing or this ride as a service economy uh, will see a revival back in the medium uh, two year period because this episode is not going to be forgotten easily and consumers will not be comfortable with socially intimate ride shares as well this will cause future revenue concerns for such firms uh, as well as delay timelines for the profitability they are chasing in this space this will eventually translate to an increased focus on generating revenue from uh, alternate streams so we can expect a lot of services around uh, logistics for food groceries uh, or healthcare uh, as ridership goes down at the same time uh, i believe the biggest beneficiary would be uh, the halfway option uh, which is vehicle subscription now this option allows a consumer to own a vehicle for a specific period of time uh, after which it can be sanitized and passed on to the next user uh, already most of the vehicle subscription platforms are sold out and this is likely to continue on the other side as well great so does that mean that the traditional ride sharing firms will look at pivoting their business models to be able to meet this changing user need and demand or do you think that they will continue to do what they're doing but use these as supplementary sources of income sure i think the the core focus is definitely going to remain but but there'll be an enhanced focus on trying to uh, generate revenue from alternate streams so the other thing that i wanted to talk about right so demand is one element the other side is you know what are they really going to be focusing on from an r&d priorities perspective so obviously in the recent past i've seen that electrification and autonomous capability has been something that has been on their radar However, in the current situation, we've been hearing a lot of news that there's going to be potentially a relaxation of environmental regulations, and this has the possibility of impacting EV journeys of more car makers. How do you see this situation playing out? So the industry will definitely see a, a revised set of trends and priorities. This is what will define the new passenger vehicles chapter. A possible victim of this crisis will be electrification. Uh, a trend which has largely been driven by regulation and subsidies uh, any expected relaxation of emission norms will essentially translate to a higher runway for conventional ic engine technologies this will make car makers rethink their ev journeys and place high investment electrification programs on the back burner uh, or at the very least they may go slow on rollouts the next phase is going to be defined by connected this will be supremely important as it becomes the prime differentiator across cars so we can expect sustained investments in this particular space autonomous and its input adas technologies are likely to stay fully on track as well thank you for those insights ram so when you're talking about connected right and extending that train of thought obviously the heart or the core of connected is uh, digital and if we have to look at this black swan event do you think it will serve as an inflection point for the digital transformation journeys of uh, automakers yes Uh, this event is definitely going to accelerate digital transformation journeys of firms uh, now the automotive industry as a whole will look to future proof its technology estate i'll talk about a few key initiatives uh, that we believe will witness significant traction on the other side first and foremost uh, there's going to be a strong leverage of online sales channels uh, the last mile dealer and showroom network will undergo significant transformation uh, people will get increasingly uh, comfortable subscribing or buying online uh, so any platforms that support these will witness an uptick Even if you look at auto marketing spends, there's going to be a shift towards uh, personalized and digital marketing to cater to this new buying behavior. There's also going to be an enhanced focus on industry 4.0 initiatives. Uh, these will primarily be aimed at improving manufacturing productivity. Uh, so auto firms will look to reduce uh, dependence on human touch as much as possible, and this will help them enable seamless operations during such crises. There's also going to be an increased need uh, for collaboration within different groups and across uh, OEMs and tier ones as well. 
this will essentially translate uh, to an increase uh, in the adoption of cloud-based PLM and ERP systems. Finally, uh, there'll also be uh, a significant focus on AI and ML for supply monitoring. Uh, so OEMs that have uh, better visibility uh, and an advanced knowledge of the source of disruption will eventually have better lead times to plan for mitigation strategies. Uh, at an overall level, uh, we believe that the automotive industry will come out stronger on the other side. Great. Thank you, Slibram. So in summary, we can all agree that car makers are taking, undertaking multiple initiatives to minimize the impact of this pandemic. So if you have to break it across the three components of looking at the crisis or the impact of this crisis, what they're doing for recovery and what is the aim for growth. Uh, and if we have to really summarize what you said, from a crisis standpoint, we can see demand vaporization being one of the key concerns at this point in time or at this stage of the uh, pandemic. The second, which is in terms of the recovery process, obviously, leveraging digital as a key uh, resource across the value chain is going to be very critical. And on the last side, where we're looking at growth, understanding the changing consumer behavior and morphing business models and creating partnerships that would be able to drive outcomes is going to be something that is very key for automakers in the future. So if there's anything else that you would like to add as closing statements, Evram, we would love to hear from you before we sign off. Thanks, Nitika. That was very well summarized. Uh, to reiterate, car makers will undertake multiple initiatives on their road to recovery. Uh, so they will reprioritize R&D initiatives and they'll also leverage digital technologies pervasively. Uh, now, this will be aimed at uh, enabling seamless operations as well as to cater to shifting consumer patterns. I want to thank you again, Sivram, for taking the time to talk to us and sharing your perspectives on the automotive landscape. It is important to understand how this sector is dealing with the now, what they're going to do next and beyond. Thanks, Nitika. Thank you again and stay safe. I'm Nitika Goel and thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zinov's Business Resilience series. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes and subscribe to our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. To know more about Zenov and if you believe we can help with your problems, please visit our website www.zenov.com or drop us a note at info at Thank you again and don't forget to tune in to our next episode.